All right. Hello, everybody. Good. This nah, is. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Okay. What's up, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about life imitating art and art imitating life. And this is the Peanut Butter Magic Show. It's the Peanut Butter Magic Show. Let me introduce you to, to the panel. We got Swaylo in the house. Yeah, 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 what's good? And we got Mr. Brandon in the house. Yeah, 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 what's good? <laughs> <laughs> How silly, man. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh my God, man, I love this, I love it. Okay. Today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about life imitating art and art imitating life. And there's a famous quote by uh, Mr. Oscar Wilde. And the book is The Decay of Lying. And this is where the quote came from. Uh, life imitates art far more than art imitates life. And we're going to have that discussion today. And my question to my panel is, which side do you feel imitates which side the most in your eyes? I'm gonna go with both. You gonna go both? I'm gonna go with both. I'm gonna go both ways today. And why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's kind of both. I think that, I think that, uh, Art imitates life, and then in turn, life imitates art. Because there's so many things I see in art that are inspired by life, and then people go, "Ooh, I like that," and then they, and then it inspires their life. Right. I think it's like a cycle back and forth, back and forth. How about you? I I, I agree with Boston. I think um, life imitates art. Um, and I think art imitates life. It's like a which come first, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some experience with life in order to create art, I guess. Um, you know, hardly you hardly get stories told in the future. Right. So um, so there has to be some sort of life to create art, and then at the at the same time, art can be a reflection of life. I, am I saying that right? Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Or did I just say the same thing twice? Yeah, same thing twice. But we'll check the playback, but I'm pretty sure you said the same thing twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you, you I, didn't want to I wear sneakers, but I wear shoes too. That's right. <laughs> you didn't want, you sound like you hit one of my numbers. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, it, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, I guess we need life experiences to create art, but art lives through life. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that. 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 Sneakers and shoes. Sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my, my the, the reason why I 
thought of this subject is because I know back in the days, uh, you know, it goes all the way back throughout history. Uh, music, I know when it comes to music, even visualization, uh, it was a form of communication. You know, that's how mm -hmm. tribes communicate with mm -hmm. each other. Uh, that's how they, uh, you know, communicated with the dead and uh, communicated with other tribes, you know, celebration. And, and it was a way to tell a story, uh, even when it came to, you know, cave paintings and stuff like that, which that would be media. Uh, it was a way to tell a story. It was a way to uh, uh, express uh, what was going on at the moment. And throughout history, music has been that way. But now for me, it feels like it's not quite so. Um, where do you think it, it takes its way? I'm gonna go with you this time. Where do you think it takes it as far as music wise? How do you feel is it going? Is it telling a story now like, like it did previous? Or is it more so just trying to make a quick buck? And I, 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 think, I think music, you know, a lot of different artists still have a story to tell. I, I really do. You, you listen to a, a lot of these, like, take yourself outside of like the rap realm for just a moment. Um, you know, you listen to a bunch of country records. We are in, you know, country music capital of the world. Right. And um, the stories that come out, out of country records, man, whether you love country or whether you hate it, these, they got some, in, you know, off the wall stories a lot of the time. And country music, they don't always use big complex words. They get, they point across with the most simplest of phrases that they can think of. Right. I, I think a lot of times in, in popular music, especially you get stories. I, I still think you get stories, R&B, soul music for sure. Someone's telling a story. I know when I write songs, I write stories. I still right. write story form. But I understand where you're coming from because a lot of kids aren't really like writing like that. But there are a lot that still have something to say. Right. I mean, I know there's some like, you know, mm -hmm. country songs that you hear, you know, it's really more about the the lyrics to the song and uh, about the words to the song that kind of draw you in. But I also see a lot more where it's more like, you're like, is this a hip hop song? Or is this a country song? Or is this, you know, and then when the lyrics come, it's not really, really nothing there. It's so simplified that it's like, okay, how's this country? You know what I'm saying? Because it got a banjo off in there somewhere. Oh, now it's country, you know? So it's like the storytellers are not there no more. And I see that with a lot of songs that I hear. You know, um, they don't quite tell a story no more. I know when we came up, um, we came up in the in the the golden era of hip hop. Right, right. And our generation of hip hop, hip hop, the music was like the news. Mm -hmm. That's how we found out what was going on in the world. That's how we found out things that affected us. That's how we found out that that's who we were in tune with. Cats like. Uh, KRS-One and Public Enemy. And, you know, we learned a lot about how the world treat NWA. Mm -hmm. 
how, how, how the world views the culture through the messages that, that they were saying. Right. So right. we came up with the cool G raps and, and the slick bricks and, and the cats that, that had stories to tell. And then you go to the early nineties, you got the Biggie Smalls, people like that telling those, those stories. Right. Um, their lives imitated art. Right. You know what right. I mean? In those regards. And, and, and artists like that told us all the time, you know, this is entertainment. Right. You know, you look at Biggie Smalls' life, his story. Right. But, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot mm -hmm. of them actually, you know, wrote about things they experienced or things they saw or, yeah. you know, that, and, that, and that goes back to telling the story and stuff. But it seems like a lot of times now is like, I'm going to go do something so I can tell a story. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just gonna make something up off the top of my head so I can tell a story. Um, yeah, that it's different now to me. It seems like mm -hmm. times are, you know, it's like made up. Some of them aren't, aren't even stories. It's more like, yeah, let me shake my booty. Shake my booty, shake my booty. So. <laughs> well, I think the internet has kind of ruined music as well. Uh, but I think I, it's I ruined, I think it's ruined art. Mm -hmm. Maybe ruined is the wrong word, but I think it's damaged art and we tainted, haven't figured out yeah. tainted art. We yeah, haven't figured yeah. out how to fix it yet because right now everything is about look at me, you know, right. like right. that's where that whole influencer generation came from. It's just look at me, look at me. Uh, Kim Kardashian released like more than one book, I think two maybe of just how to take a selfie, you know, really? like she has a <laughs> yeah. selfie book. And I'm pretty sure there's a second one. And it's just selfies. Yeah. Like, selfies. Like, selfies have, have completely destroyed <laughs> social media. Because everything wow. is look at me. I know. We went, to, we went to Mount Rushmore earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And there was some teenage girl that was, like, sitting up on the rail. And she was posing. She's not a model, by the way. Right. And her friend was just over there taking pictures and she was like posing and moving around and doing her little thing and flipping her hair and trying to get the, you know, the, most the beautiful shot. shot she could mm. probably get just so that she could get some likes. Mm. And I feel like right. music is also a reflection of that because all I you agree. need nowadays is one of these. If you can hook one of these up to the computer, you can do everything. You don't need a band. You don't need yeah. a producer. You You're don't right. need a studio. Like this microphone is the way that these things are now. You can mm -hmm. just do this in a room and you'll not right. get a lot of ambient noise. Like yep. you don't have to have all the fancy talent and equipment, <laughs> you yeah. know, that it took back in the day. Like, I was telling one of my homegirls, um, we talked a few months ago and she was talking about how she was looking for a job. And I was like, you get 400 likes on all your pictures. Why the hell you, you looking for a job? And she was like, them likes don't pay. I was like, sell some shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, you getting 400 likes for posting a picture? Sell yeah. something. Sell something. You're not utilizing your, your platform the way that you should. There's no reason why you should be talking about, talking to me about why your ass ain't making no money. Right. <laughs> and you get 400 <laughs> likes. You know what I'm saying? Like, gee, sell some shit. Do that. Do that. Right. I don't so know. What? You know, uh, like movies and media, it's it's the same it's the same way. 
So how do you feel, uh, Brandon, as far as when it, when it comes to the movies? Because with a lot of movies, they're not telling stories no more. You know, I mean, they tell them stories in a sense, but it's, it's more so like, let's do what the next person did. It, that did good. Let's do something similar. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not original. It's not. It's just. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> because all the reboots and all that oh shit. Yeah, everything's a reboot. Uh, to me, that's just pathetic. Like I, it just it it drives me up the wall. There's been three Spider-Man uh, franchises since I was a teenager. Like when when Tom Holland gets too old, are we just gonna start all over again and? Tell us again how Peter Parker got bit by a spider. Like, right, right. move on. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm so tired of everybody just rehashing the same crap. And part of the problem, I think, is back to my argument about streaming, about how there's too much of it. Like, mm-hmm. where every every streaming service has the same kind of show, all of them. They're all the same shows. They're all the same movies. They're becoming cheaper and easier to make. Just like with recording music, you mm-hmm. can make a you can make a movie with your cell phone. These things yep. shoot 4K footage now, right? So you can right. shoot movies. You can edit them on the phones. Like everybody has a studio in their house now. Like mm-hmm. it's absurd, but I have a film studio in my house, and there are millions of me out there, right? And and so Netflix and you know Hulu and Amazon Prime and whatever service you like. They can just throw, you know, $100,000 at somebody and go, go make me a movie. And then you've never heard of any of the actors. Uh, They didn't do enough takes. Uh, They had a bunch of reshoots. So their costume and hair doesn't match throughout half the scene. And overall, it's just not very good. And it becomes an exclusive to their streaming service that you're probably never going to watch again. But they have a brand new one coming out every week, and it didn't cost them hardly anything to do it. And I feel like it's just like music. I think it's ruining the art. Now, do you think that that um, that that a reflection on on the world that we live in today? Yeah, I think we're lazy and selfish. You do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For I sure. think a lot of that started with uh, cable TV as well. I mean, because it's so much garbage on TV and what I mean by garbage, like stuff that just don't even make, I mean, it's it's swamped with infomercials. I mean, <laughs> infomercials every time you turn mm-hmm. the TV, somebody's trying to say something, but you ain't, I mean, you, know, you gotta get your money somehow. But I mean, when it takes up more t- TV than movies take up TV, it's ridiculous. Yeah, then, it's, it's all about money. That's what that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. It's, it's all about money. Right. And then you got all these uh, uh, live TV shows, uh, real world type TV shows, which it's not real world, even those are acting. Right. Uh, that's like killing TV. So yep. that's so why cheap. all these streaming services pop stuff. Because yep. there's nothing to watch on TV. Yeah. Fun streaming services are blowing up because cable got too expensive. You know, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars a month when I watch right. two channels, you know, <laughs> give me, let me just buy the channels that I want. Well, no, right. we can't do that. That's not how it works. Right. Well, that's what I want. Well, that's not what we're going to do. Okay. Well now they're streaming and the cable industry is failing. So, you know, right. you don't want to move with the crowd. So you're going to lose. And now there's a billion streaming services out there 
We're still spending a fortune and we're getting back to where all of it sucks. And you can't <laughs> even get cable to where the, the four channels that you love to watch, you can just get, you gotta buy the whole fucking package. <laughs> right. Yep. To get exactly. the four channels that you watch. Exactly. And yeah, if you're not home when the that show that you like airs, like something comes up on Thursday and you're not going to be here, eh, well, sorry, okay. you missed it. <laughs> you know, hopefully you're here next week when the next episode airs. You're not going to know what's going on because you missed the last episode. But yeah. oh well, you'll be all right. <laughs> Give us a hundred bucks. Oh, yep. that's money. Yep. You don't DVR, man. Well, yeah, but that's even more money. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's why right. I cut cable. I haven't had cable in. 12 years, 13 years? Man, I haven't had cable in, oh my goodness. I don't it's know been a while for me too. Yeah, yeah. At least six or seven. Yep. But like when you were talking earlier about the, uh, like country music and how they throw, you know, you throw in some hip hop and they're not really even saying nothing, but we're gonna call it one genre or another just because <laughs> right. of something that they throw in there. I mean, I, I, I feel like that also, uh, is a reflection of life because, you know, like Nelly and Florida Georgia Line both just did, they both just released a song uh, where they collabed together. And I don't know what genre their music would fit into because it doesn't really fit in either genre. Uh, and not, not talking about the quality of the music, just saying the people that listen to country, uh, unlike, you know, 20 years ago, aren't just country listeners anymore. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like you can right, listen right. to Alan Jackson and Jay-Z. Yep. And, and it's okay. You know, and it's normal. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. you only listen to country. Why? Right. You right. only listen to rap. Right. Why? Mm -hmm. And 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 that part of it, I mean, I get that part. I'm, I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about where country is country, where, where you know country music for country music. Right. Yeah. You listen to the words, and you know it was an old joke that country music is always about uh, your wife leaving you, <laughs> dog leaving you, and, you know drinking some alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those type of storytelling, like the Conway Twenties and the stuff, I mean, they told a story when they sung the country music. That's you don't not think the country no artists are, are telling stories now? <laughs> they tell some hell of a stories, man. They be yeah. cheese ball stories sometimes, but I the mean, way they're crafted, they're so clever in right. their writing, man. I, I, I think that's what I appreciate I've, about country I've, the most. I've heard of some, I'm, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I, I've heard some country songs that you like, oh, wow, I like, you mm -hmm. know, and it's a country song. And, but I've heard some that is like, you know, you know, is this a country song or? You know, it, and it's not necessarily about the 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 genre. Mm -hmm. Is is more so is is what is it trying to be? Is it trying to be hip? Are they making this just to appeal to hip hop and just to appeal to the kids? Because there's no as far as substance to the song, there is none. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's more of a hook and a you know, there's no story. It's more of a hook and a, a little catch. You know what I'm saying? Just a little but, something to tie the hooks together. <laughs> but think yeah. about like Taylor Swift, for example. Like Taylor Swift is, I don't know, she might be 30 now, I don't really know, maybe right. 27, whatever right. she is. She didn't grow up in the same era right. that Blake Shelton grew up in. Right. So Blake Shelton 
and I don't know either of them, obviously, but I would assume that Blake <laughs> Shelton grew up in an era where it was like old school country, right. you know, the Dolly Partons and the mm-hmm. Alan Jacksons. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they were telling stories about their tractors breaking and their spouse leaving them and whatever horse they just bought, whatever mm-hmm. country music was about. But then you've got someone who's younger, like Taylor Swift, who grew up with pop music on the radio. Right. And, and she up. listened to Jay-Z and yeah. uh, Tanya Tucker. Exactly. But even, you know what I'm so saying? Then, so, but, but so then so then, she's now learning how to, as a kid, learning how to play the acoustic <laughs> guitar. And she's learning how to play Dolly Parton. And she's learning how to play Backstreet Boys. And she might even have a little Creed solo thrown in there. And, you know, gets in the car and cranks up Nickelback and drives down the road. Like, so then when she starts making music, even if she's trying to stick with country, and I know she's done pop now, so my, my example might not be good, but uh, so then when she goes to make that country music, she's not just influenced by what Blake right. Shelton may or right. may not have been influenced by. She's influenced by multiple genres. So right. you're going to hear that when, like, like Bryce Vine is, is an artist that I like. He's an independent artist. He does mm-hmm. like a hip-hop. Like an all, I think it's, I think people call it like an alternative hip hop maybe mm-hmm. now, but I listened to an interview with him on a podcast and he was like, you know, I don't just like rap or I just don't like rock. He's like, I, I listen to everything. I, I feel like when you listen to my music, you can hear everything that I've ever heard. Yeah, and I I right. feel like all music is 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 going that way, and that's why we get all these. Mm-hmm. Uh, people from different genres featuring each other on songs. That's why Nelly can get on a Florida Georgia Line song right. because they both grew up listening to multiple genres. So their sound, even though they stand on different sides of the you know, mic cable, mm-hmm. they still listen to the same music. And so they can get together and blend their genres together. So right. then back to your, your topic for tonight, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? That's why I say it's both because I feel like I feel like they bring their their life experiences and their life stories and they throw them into an album and then we hear it and we go, you know what? I'm kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. I was, I've got an Ellie album and I've got a Florida Georgia Line album and now I'm going to play them doing music together. It's, yeah. it's more so like going back to like when the 80s, everything kind of sounded the same. And Madonna sounded like Ray Parker Jr. You know, like the, the records weren't, you know, they, they weren't different. You, you didn't know whether Madonna was R&B or pop or rock or whatever the case. Same way you didn't know what the fuck Culture Club was or Wham or any of these other artists. And you, you just, everything just sounded, Thriller sounds like Madonna's record. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I was saying, man, I wasn't necessarily talking about the, the genre side of things because mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is it basically touch all genres. I'm talking right. about the the storytelling part, the 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 part that if you take away the music, if you if you take away the the genre and the story that they're telling, there's a lot of it that I mean, if you took away the music and you just took away everything but the lyrics, the lyrics and what they're saying, you would be like, oh yeah. Man, for sure. <laughs> well, that, that goes back to me saying that we're lazy. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, you, I can record an entire album at my house and, and mix it and get on YouTube and learn how to mix it and master it and release it through CD Baby 
and it could it would suck i mean it would but i could do that and i wouldn't have to get any outside opinion on anything and as long as one of the songs made you go like this during the hook it's a hit yep (laughs) right you have done your part i agree with that and that's the same way my movies too you take away the 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 uh, special effects and mm-hmm. all of that, and just like, just look at the story as a whole. You're like, what? You know, this, <laughs> this stuff is garbage, man. What? But the special effects makes everything okay. You know, as long as it's got the special effects, it's good. Without the special effects, it's crap. Yeah. Yeah. And some movies too, like you go see it. Uh, there's a movie, um, Ad Astra. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt, and he's out in space. Yeah. I think he's looking for his dad or something. I saw, like, a teaser trailer and the movie poster, and I was like, oh, it's got Brad Pitt in it, and it's an outer space movie? Going to the theater. That <laughs> <laughs> was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my I mean, life. It was actually good, though, but nah, you, I wouldn't you have went it? to the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't have went to the movies and saw it, though. <laughs> No. So disappointed. That's one of those you watch and then you do Matt Damon's movie better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the Mars one? movie. The, yeah. Oh, yes. That was yeah. a yeah. I Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they had a good story behind it. So, they well, did. They yeah. did. They I know of I, I know of someone personally whose life imitated art. A friend of mine. When I was a kid, this this friend of mine, he was my he was my adversary, but it was friendly competition, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, but he was the opponent still. Uh, he was a rapper. He was a rapper, and when he started rapping, he got he got known for his rapping because of his his lyrical intellect. He knew how to put the the complex words together to where, first of all, you had to look up the meaning. And secondly, you know, how did he get that word to fit? All, all in the same breath. This guy um, was a phenomenal wordsmith. And then he started to get popular with his rapping. So, and like I said, we came up during the golden era of hip hop where NWA just kind of changed the whole landscape of rap music within themselves. And he followed the trend of wanting to go gangster. He changed his style up? Well, he got popular with the positive music. That, that's what gave him his, his popularity, was the, was, the, was the positive music that he was putting out, the positive messages, the, the party videos, and things of that sort. Once he saw that, you know, he could make a name for himself doing this, I guess he felt like he had to switch his style up or maybe his lifestyle changed to where he felt he needed to go hardcore with not only his life, but it also became a reflection in his craft as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Farthest thing from anything hardcore in the world. This guy is sweetheart, teddy bear type of dude. And he, he wound up catching a murder charge. Mm. 
Um, he's currently serving time for that murder today. And I don't, in my heart of hearts, I just don't believe this guy is, uh, is a bad guy. I think he, he, he believed too much in his own hype to where it overshadowed his better judgment in that one scenario that night. Mm-hmm. You know, but had he not felt a duty to live out the rhymes that he was writing, um, he might not be in the p- position that He's in now. Because I'll be honest, man, when you're finding your way through this, through this game that we play called hip hop, um, you may try all kinds of styles and substance and content and, and subject matter. You may, you may go from singing about Jesus on Monday to worshiping <laughs> the devil on Thursday, and you done kill four dudes from your neighborhood on Saturday and you praying to God on Sunday, all in the same album. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, I, and none of those characters in that album is really you. Right, right. You know, but, it, but it, if, if, you're, if you're talking about these things on these records and then you put these records out and then people start to respond to your records and then they see you and they start to respond to you. Yo, that record, track eight on your CD was so hard, man. I like the way you talked about pistol whipping, you know, officer so-and-so. So now you may feel like you have an obligation to live up to that hype. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be that guy. Right. And next thing you know, you're serving time. And then all of your listeners are going, well, I guess. He's if, a stupid motherfucker. Know, yeah. You know what this is what so-and-so does, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And he's rich and famous. I got to do that, too. But the, the problem with it is, for me, is that the, the people that are responsible for putting out this kind of music only say that it's entertainment when tragedy strikes. Right, right. You know, they'll lead, they'll lead you to believe that they live in this lifestyle. It's like, it's like some of these rappers who talk about they done slanged all this dope in the hood. And... You know, my kids are listening to these rappers. So now they're aspiring to want to slang all this dope in the hood. Meanwhile, Lil Machine Gun, son, is going to private school and Ivy League college. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And shit that like is that. the truth. Your yeah. son going to public school and jail university. Right. You know, art imitating life. It's all entertainment. And, and I, I think we have a duty as artists to, uh, to inform these young people, man. Like, you don't expect Bruce Willis to land up on the news for blowing up a building in LA. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you saw him do it in Die Hard. Right. You know? Right. But it, it, for some reason in, in, in our culture, we feel we gotta be about the shit we write about. Well, and in movies and television, there's a separation between actor and character. And in, in music, we don't understand that separation. But sometimes in television, there's no 
separation between actor and character. If if you're the villain everybody loves to hate on television, you don't think you're catching some of that hate when you go out in the town and shit? Right. Oh, I'm sure. You know For what I sure. mean? There are actors that play villains and they do such a good job that people hate them. Yeah. In public. In real yeah. life. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just repeating lines, man. That that's not right. who I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Like that kid from Power, a ghost son, he caught hell. He caught hell behind power, man. And he was like, yo, that's not me. <laughs> that's just my character. Right. <laughs> like, yo, I'm nothing like that guy. <laughs> that's why some actors won't play some parts, man. They're like, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> yep. I don't want that to follow me the rest of my life. So kids, understand if these rappers was out here doing some of this bullshit that they talking about on these records, they wouldn't be out here to make the records for you to listen to. Understand that, it's all entertainment. Don't let the life you, the, the art you listen to on the radio dictate how you live your life. Cause these guys are living in the hills. Don't be foolish. Yes. Amen. Definitely. But yeah, it's it's crazy. it's crazy though how much art influences life too though. Like uh, the example I was gonna give is when uh, Pharrell, I think he did like an award show or something, mm -hmm. but he came out in that big hat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then for the next like three months, every entertainer yeah. mm -hmm. at like no matter what it was was wearing a big hat. Yep. I won't. Know? And then you start seeing people <laughs> out in the streets wearing this big hat. I saw it on TV. It was cool. Mm -hmm. All these people expect us to wear it because it's cool on TV right now. That's that yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle hat. Right. <laughs> the I like Mountie, it. The Mountie, Mountie Police. Yeah. 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 But then art can art can also have a uh a positive impact on life too. You can watch a movie and uh, be depressed when the movie comes on. It make you feel so good. Like, yeah. like I was talking about Forrest Gump. Yeah, I was watching something. They have a series on Netflix called uh, "The Movies That Made Us" or something like that. Movies that that made us, or mm -hmm. and they did um, Forrest Gump. They talked. They just did like a the people that worked on, on the movie and they just kind of told stories about how these movies came to be. And um, Forrest Gump is a, is a movie that I can watch over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. and, and it inspires you that no matter what your circumstances are, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Right, right. Inspiration. You can do it all, yeah. You can be, because Forrest Gump was every motherfucking thing. Yeah. Everything. He did it all. He it met. a lot of stuff, too. Man, it did. Over, over the course of many decades, mind mm -hmm. you. You know. So I, I, I just didn't want to put the, the, the negative depiction out there of, of art imitating life, because a story like Forrest Gump uh, will make you feel like you can fly. You know, watching him do all the things that he did with with the with the uh, the I guess mental disability that he had. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing. And with all these superhero movies, look at all those guys in big cities that went out and put on costumes and right. decided to go out and fight crime and help the police. I think some of them actually screwed up and are in jail, but uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of them, they, you know, I think their hearts were in the right place. You yeah. know, they they saw heroes on television and said, you know what, I can't fly, but I can help people. Yeah, and they put on costumes and go roam around the street and you know, and maybe they help some people. Yeah, but it's only one thing about Forrest Gump that I quite didn't understand. What's that? She knew she was sick, right? Mm -hmm. But she smashed him anyway without no protection, man. What was that? <laughs> 70s. I'm right. like, man, that, you never paid no attention to that part. Oh, without question. Like, oh, I, I say all the time, that kid ain't Forrest Gump's kid. Yeah, I that's mean, not his kid. That is not his son. That's Billy Jean's kid. That's not for his kid. Because didn't she uh, die of AIDS and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and she smashed him unprotected, man. What's, what's up with that? That is not for us his son. That's not him. That's, that's somebody she met when she was playing naked behind the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's his son. That's, that's, that's the only part of that whole movie that had me like, that is his son. She yeah, just but, put that kid off on Forrest because she knew Forrest would raise that little little kid. Right. No. <laughs> I was like, not his you, kid. Go to jail, you can go to jail for that, can't you? <laughs> Forrest came before he even got inside. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> he was done. So she took that shirt off. <laughs> Oh, we Janae, nay. And then it take off running. Hell yeah. Nah. Unless she wiped it up off the bed, that ain't his kid, Jack. That's not his. I mean, that's one of the, the greatest movies of all time. I never could get that. I was like, man, that's dark. But look at how many people do that, though. I know. But mm -hmm. people, people do it. Unfortunately. But the point, she knew how he was, and she goes, man, that's dirty. <laughs> well, that goes back to my statement earlier. We're lazy and we're selfish. Right. I just think it wasn't Forrest's kid. He never smashed it. <laughs> he, he just he thought it have, he, he just jumped the gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it never went down. She knew she was going to die. The baby daddy was like, uh-uh. So I'll put this kid on Forrest Gump. He gonna raise this little motherfucker. Forrest Gump too. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's Forrest, Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. Big shout out. Wow. That's like the man, oh my God. I gotta wipe tears out of my eyes. So, you know, <laughs> all in all, man, you know, life imitating art, art imitating life can be great. Right. It really can. It, it, it can be a wonderful thing if, if used in, and even used in dark ways, it can teach us a lot of valuable lessons. Right. If, if you know, I say all the time, uh, just don't live in it. Don't right. live in it, yeah. you know. It, it's, it's okay to reward yourself with the art or enjoy it. What not? Just don't don't live in the art. Yeah. Don't do that. 
unfortunately for my homie, um, he felt he had to live in it. It's like um, my the the relationship that I'm in. She, I don't think she's had a chance to really meet Sway Low yet. You know, because I don't live in that character all day, every day. Right. I, right. I don't live in him all the time. I, I'm dad. I'm all kinds of different things. You know, I'm not just a guy that's on 24-7. Right, right. You know, so. And I tell her all the time, once you meet Sway, you might like him. You might not. You never know. But a lot of people get caught up in the hype of, of, of celebrity, as you were saying earlier, Brandon. Uh, they get caught up in the, in the hype of feeling like they have to be on or they have to get those likes or they have to get those comments. So they're living for the gram. Um, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad. Because too, it makes me scared of what's to come later. You know? <laughs> right. Because they're living in their art. The pictures that they, they put on Instagram, that's not their real life. No. 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 And actually, I, I saw a video of how they, you know how they take the, the perfect selfies? Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're like picture perfect, like somebody done took a photography. You know how they do it? Take a they, have a, they have a second phone where it's set up on a, on a tripod mm -hmm. and they got a timer set and then they got the other phone and they're like, Mm -hmm. Like they're taking a selfie in the mirror, but it's not. It's just a, they just use a second phone. I was like, man, that's too much into it. Right. Too much Is into it, it that serious? <laughs> there are selfie museums. I learned about this. There are selfie museums where you can go, you pay to get in, and they just have displays set up, like a set piece for like a theater play or something. Mm -hmm. It's a set. And, and one at a time, you go into, you know, room A, and you just stay in there and take a thousand pictures, and then you go over to, you know, set B, and somebody else walks into A, and you just take all your pictures, and you can just move around this museum. It's like an art museum for selfies. And when wow. you leave, you've got however many good selfies you got, and people will go in there and do that, and then, you know, every day, every other day, whatever their selfie release schedule is. So I wonder how many come out pregnant by themselves. <laughs> Pregnant? Yeah. Because they love themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you are out of control. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love myself. Yeah. But I'm not in love with myself. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I would like to do a social study one day, and I would like to take all the mirrors out of a gym and see how many people stay in there. Oh, they, they're gone. I can't stand going in there. And like, I'm trying to work out. And there's somebody over there just like staring at themselves, making yeah, sure yeah. everything is there. And then they'll get over there and kind of change the angle. And they sound like Luke's own. Look, this is funny, but every last, every last one of my kids are going through that phase now. What? It's like they constantly in the mirror. It's like, oh my God. God, get out of the mirror. Man. It's crazy, man. Hey. Yep. Even I remember the girl. when we had the radio station, man, and I would interview these cats. They would come through for an interview and they would like to go live on social media while they're being interviewed. Mm -hmm. And they can't hardly do the interview from looking at their phone. 
I know, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, look at the fucking uh, interviewer. Like, don't be so full of yourself. You yeah. I mean, seriously. Seriously. See, what you that. need to do is just stop and say, uh, today's guest is going to be your phone. Right. Because <laughs> your phone seems more interesting than you do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, and, and I can get carried away with... Uh, right. With um, uh, art imitating life too. Sometimes I, I'm 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 not immune. You know what I mean. But it's it's about that control. Mm-hmm. It's about that because people love to be praised and appreciated, and I'm right. no exception to that. I, I'm we're in the look at me business. You know what I mean. So it's like yeah, but I also know how to turn it on and off. Right, right. There's sometimes where I don't want to be noticed. I get that a lot too. I'll, I'll make a song and then somebody will be like, "You did it," you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, because they don't believe. Because I'm smiling all the time. I'm like, yeah, just because I do something on that, that ain't me, you know. That's me per se, in uh, maybe in another state, you know, another mind state, but that's not me now. So, you know. I think we all have that place we go to. What you doing? Looking at your phone? Me? <laughs> He's going live right now during the interview. <laughs> right. <laughs> just checking the time. Just checking the time. Just checking the time. Oh, man, we enjoy our jobs too much. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, what, what, are we, what are we wanting to take out of it? What do we want to get out of it? Um, I want to take out of this is we need to go back to storytelling. I, I, I really believe uh, people need to. And with that being said, uh, if there are any artists out there listening, whether you're an R&B singer, whether you're a, a, a photographer, whether you uh, produce, direct, whatever, my challenge is tell a story. I challenge you to tell a story and wow people. What you say, Mike? Um, my takeaway on this, on today's episode, is um, I I don't know. I, I feel like we're in a transition period right now. Uh, I feel like uh, you know, I feel like art, from an entertainer's point of view, was was heading in a good direction. Um, and then I think the internet came along and killed that. And I think that too many people have eyes on them. And I feel like it's kind of taken over. And I feel like we're trying to figure out how to navigate through this new, uh, like, way to put your art out. And I think everyone's trying to figure it out. And I think we're watching other people and thinking we need to do it too. And all the good is blowing up and all the bad is blowing up. And I feel like there's just so much coming in that it's not, uh, I don't know, like the style right now. I, I don't think that there is one, you know, like the nineties. If you listen to a song from the nineties, you're like, that's the nineties. You know, you listen to a song from the eighties. Well, you kind of do. Yeah. Everything sounds like Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, yeah, that's 2021. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh wow. Yeah. Or, but I'm curious. Or like I'm, Drake. 
Yeah, I, I'm just, I guess I'm just curious to see where we're all going. Yeah. We're, you know, once, when are we going to get to the end of this era and find out what good and bad are we going to take away from it and get to the next, to get to the next level? Because I'm like you, man. I, I love a good story. I love mm -hmm. a good story. Uh, I feel like music should have a story. I feel like painting should have a story. Uh, and, I, and I feel like that narrative is gone at the moment. not about the, the feeling the, it's about this is gonna be the next hit make me some money <laughs> you know yeah what I'm yeah like there was a an interview i listened to probably like 2005 ish when hip-hop was all about dance records like there was just the hooks were real simple and every song came with a dance for some stupid reason. And I remember <laughs> the guy, it, yeah. yeah, like everything, everything had some dumb little dance that came with it. And I remember the guy and he was a one hit wonder if it was even a hit and the interviewer was like, how'd you come up with that dance? And it was what the, the dance was titled after the song. And the guy was, and the guy was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I didn't really even have a dance for the song. I just wrote the song. I thought it was catchy and I brought it to the label and they were like, it needs a dance. So I just kind of did one of these and they were like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, that, that's when I knew hip hop was dead. Like, I was like, all right. <laughs> all right, we will never have another Eminem or Jay-Z or Nas. All that's done. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Great point. That's it. Exactly. Great point. Well, I say... It's okay to for life to imitate art, and it's okay for art to imitate life. I I think the two kind of go hand in hand. You know, you need you need life for art, and you need art for life. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um. Don't get too wrapped up in storytelling, because all stories embellished a little bit. All of. Them. You got to be able to separate what's real from what's not so real. And that's up to you, the individual. Enjoy, enjoy your art and enjoy your life. But I wouldn't let either one dictate my destiny. Because they're all subjective. Life ain't art. We want to thank y'all for checking us out tonight. Anybody else got any final words? No final words? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time when our host will be Boss 10. Yeah, this yeah. Way low with Quasi and the big boss man. Peanut Butter Magic, we out. Hey.